0: Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James, and I'm joined today by a very, very special guest, Michael Steinbach. Hi. Uh, Mick's been a great friend of mine for years and years, dating way back to our school days, really, but even some junior footy and whatnot. And I got Mick in today because I consider him to be a bit of an expert on one particular topic. He's had a bit of experience with this one topic, uh, and you've probably got a rough idea of what that might be based on what you're seeing on the table here. The Nintendo 64 is what we're here to discuss today. Yeah. Um, where did things kind of start with you in the 64? Oh, so, uh, things started... Was trying
1: to convince the parents to get Nintendo 64 was was hard. So, um, it started off with Mario Kart and Super Mario. That was all we had at the start for, I think, the first year. It's a pretty rock solid start. I think most probably capped it at that. Yeah, and um, yeah, just convincing the parents just to get it and then, you know... Forcing games out of them, you know, with bets or blackmail and stuff like that. And then, um, and then, of course, all all, you, all my mates had a wider variety of games and things. So, as you can see here, <laughs> much more than. And Paul sent me a few videos on the net, and yeah, half of those games I hadn't seen,
0: but they look good fun. Brought Pat memories. <laughs> the 64 was a big, like you were talking about Mario, the 64 was really big for its platforming games. So there was Mario 64, there was Banjo Kazooie, and Gex, and a few other smaller ones along the way. But it was, they're yeah, really made for kind of your, they're probably really our age at the time. So you're 8 to 13, 14, sort of bracket. Yeah. A few of those games would have appeal across multiple different generations. Something like Mario, I think, even now we could still pick up and just play and enjoy, it, no dramas. But um, it was clearly targeting a particular audience. It hit it with a lot of those different sorts of games, and it was great. Um, when did you actually get it? Was it like how long did it actually take with all these bets and all that sort of stuff? I don't know. I, I, I still remember some of our high school years, and this is close enough to ten years since the '64 had actually kind of been and gone. And I remember that I'd come around to your place and would be cracking. Someone would be cracking into Zelda, or you'd be talking about how yeah, how you'd been playing Ocarina of Time or something like that.
1: Well, that was the thing. You know, we we only had one one sort of platform at home and um, yeah I think uh,
0: I'm just trying to think of what year we might have got it but um, the machine came out in 97, 97 in Australia anyway 96 in Japan and a couple so, other regions but 97 for us
1: so, so it probably would have been maybe late 98 or so that's not bad that. so a good year and a bit um, and but I'd I just go to people's places and play play you know yeah. you, that's how I learned. I, I learned on my older brother's uh, 64 at, at his place. We played Mario Kart a lot and we didn't know that there were more than four racetracks so we got very bored <laughs> until someone showed us that there were other racetracks. There's race other tracks. cups
0: and you can actually race yeah. on those tracks.
1: Well that was, that was three months well spent, I thought. <laughs> um, so I'm really good at the first four, yeah. Yeah. rubbish at the rest of them. One with the one the train? Yeah, one with the train. Yeah, the one one with the train? Yeah. Spent hours exploring the tunnel and things hoping there was a secret pathway or there was a meeting to life in that tunnel. <laughs> And you just get hit by the yeah, train Instead, and it was, was just
0: it. light at the end of it, and that was it. Right? And you couldn't yeah. even do a lap. Like no. You, you just you get hit a wall.
1: <laughs> oh, it was. It, yeah, it was um, a bit sort of demoralising that there weren't more sort of little secrets to that game, because that, I think that, that would have been like the next little s- step for that yeah. to make it even a little bit more special. But I guess, you know, one of the more sort of first games to come out on the console. Such a solid game, and even now you can
0: just play that with anyone it's so easily there's people who will argue now despite all the advancements that have happened in the mario kart franchise and you know they've, you can fly you can go on water there's you know you've been able to play with two characters in the same card all those sort of things but many will argue still that mario 64 uh, sorry mario kart 64 is the best one yeah and it's so, so simple and i well. personally wouldn't agree but it's right up there near the very top it was fantastic it's mm-hmm. still and to this day still really easy to pick up and Play, yeah no matter what your level of experience is well
1: as you said it's targeted to that 8 to 8 to 13 14 sort of thing so the the graphics are nice and simple basic and um vibrant
0: colorful yeah
1: vibrant colorful but not like i've played some of the um games since then and it's it's almost like this lsd filled sort of time warp thing where there's just colors and there's boost and things yeah, everywhere yeah, and yeah and I don't, don't know where the racetrack is <laughs> just I'll just so, that's why I found I really enjoyed Mario Kart because it was that simplicity and then you had Diddy Kong Racing which was more sort of that really hyper colour sort of yeah, and there was, going everywhere there was a everywhere. bit
0: more going on as well with the different items and yeah, the kind of boost panels and that sort of stuff that we now see in later Mario Kart games but was right at home in Diddy Kong 64 yeah just never got a sequel to that well yeah Diddy Kong you know that was uh, was that the
1: sort of argument, you know, you had people that were in the Diddy Kong. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: um I, I I guess I'm probably more Mario but you and me both. Yeah. yeah. Both. There was actually a sequel to Diddy Kong sixty four that was coming and it got cancelled in development so we never saw what could possibly have happened with that franchise but one that both of us discuss a little bit is uh The Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah. Um, Namely Ocarina of Time, did you play both of them on the system, or was yeah, it just Ocarina was, of Time for you? Yeah, I, I was a bit,
1: simp- bit simple-minded with my game, so yeah, the second one, there was a bit too much going on for me. Too. Oh,
0: I'm not going to criticise you, Ocarina of Time, by many, is still considered to be the best game ever made, so... Yeah, oh, it's an unreal game, it's just that you, it had what,
1: I guess, Mario Kart didn't have, you could go off and do all these little adventures and yeah. side things.
0: And even pioneered a few really cool ideas, like the the locking, and uh, the z-locking and all that sort of oh, stuff yeah. you to track where your enemy was and given that this was the first console that was exploring 3d that that's kind of a big deal to be able to track your uh, your opponent as you're still learning sticks and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah especially early on and and i found that what i think they really hit hit on the head was introducing players to those sort of systems very quickly and easily they had good simple tutorials, it wasn't anything too difficult to yeah. use, it was you know, okay, press <laughs> press this button do a few little movements and that was it and it's very easy to pick up and I think that's what made it so
0: accessible across
1: you know, even older people would enjoy that too Yeah, there's
0: a recurring joke in my family from my auntie who's still suggest that her link is still trapped just floating in the, in the water temple she never she never worked out how to get through that water temple i don't and think, think anyone did like, really you just sort of hope and stumbled upon an exit and like, oh sweet cool i did, it. did um, it and you're out and then you move on and continue with the rest of what is yeah one of the best games ever made um were there any other real big games that kind of stuck out for you throughout your time with the 64. oh i think um one
1: that brought communities together was super smash brothers you know yeah. that was that was huge and uh you know that was just fantastic because like you you get your mates around and 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 oh and um, mario party and you know that was the thing like with the 64 now you know you didn't have the internet connections back then or you only had the dial up or yeah you we were very limited. And that was the great thing about it. You go over to your mate's place and, and you'd get a few mates around and you play till all hours of the night and you try and still do every games. now and then. Yeah, sometimes. Your time you know, allows it. Yeah, oh well you've life got to, allows it. I life tell. allows it then you know you you have a small shred of dignity left if you're still playing the sixty four <laughs> like I might be, occasionally. Yeah, that's kept on the lowdown, I think. But um,
0: but there was a few other games that kind of fit that same mould in terms of the play to early hours and lots of people sitting on the couch. Like, the 64 was really known for being kind of a multiplayer system. that you, A co-op one, you know, four of you sitting on the same machine. Um, so Mario Kart was one of them. Smash was one of them. GoldenEye is one that was big for you. GoldenEye, massive, yeah. Um, and even Perfect Dark as well. But GoldenEye was one that, for a lot of people, and it still gets discussed pretty readily as being an iconic game
1: well i think GoldenEye was the game for for the adults really the one of the first game really you know they had that shoot em up sort of thing and i remember like my friends dads would be playing it you know yeah. <laughs> you'd come over there on the weekends and they're like no this is my time with the nintendo <laughs> and they'd be playing GoldenEye and shooting up everything and all that and you know it was again simple easy and like i was re-watching some of the graphics from perfect dark as well and it had you sort of cringe at it now, but you had all the, like, the broken shards and you had yeah. the, the enemies before they'd shoot you they'd have to do a, a pose or something like that. It was good times. Yeah, it was great. You could get
0: hit 15,000 times You're a and then you'd sponge. just shoot them once. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's over. Um, yeah, I mean, Goldmy and Perfect Dark were actually interesting ones in that Rare, the studio who made it, had lots of ties with Nintendo. They'd done the Donkey Kong games. They did heaps and heaps of other stuff. And Nintendo was very careful about what they did and didn't want on their systems in terms of violence. So GoldenEye, would, you know, being first person, actually looking down the barrel and shooting someone was a bit of a... like Nintendo had offered suggestions that maybe you could do this and maybe... you know, maybe little rainbows come pouring out and that sort of stuff rather than like it was... Like it was Yoshi. Throw them get them. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, Rare stuck to their guns and they, for want of a better phrase, uh, and, and made, made the game the way they did and I don't think GoldenEye would perhaps Regarding the same air, if they didn't go for that really well at the time, realistic sort of approach,
1: well, certainly, yeah. That, that first player shooter and the th- 3D aspect of it, and again, you could play with your mates, and you'd all everyone would fight over being which villain you wanted. You wanted an odd job, or who was the Russian guy? No, I'm not thinking Jaws, are we? No, um... no, no, like the Russian guy, he was in like the dark blue, yeah, got... he's always fast. He was on the cradle, or I know oh, it was
0: just for me. It was always just a fight to get the the Moonraker and then the go. Moon, for oh yeah, <laughs> That's... but it was one of those games. Like the maps never changed. There was nothing kind of different about him. So it was just if you spawned in the right spot, make a beeline for that gun. If you're on top, just wait for where you know where they're going to spawn. So you just wait there and shoot it. Which, which broke the game a little bit, but. So you'd almost have to go with an honesty policy. Yeah, and then, of course, with the, the split-screen stuff, there's, you know, let's not screen cheat and all that sort of stuff. Oh. Let's make sure that we're not looking on someone else's... But everyone screen cheat, that ...temptation, it. yeah. <laughs> there's actually a game... I'll have to show at some point. There's a game called Screen Cheat where the whole premise is that you need to look at the other person's screen to oh, work out where they are. Fantastic. Otherwise, you're all invisible. So you have to work out where they are based on their corner.
1: Uh-huh. Like, really clever. It was... it. Was, GoldenEye was a great, again, four... Pla- you could get the four... Pl- four people in and just rotate people through and 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 the games were sure that you can make them as long or short yeah. as you wanted and as competitive and stuff as you wanted I, i'm not sure if you did this but I, I do remember friends that used to put paper up down the down and the middle of the TV, tv and actually split
0: the screen
1: I've because it was that ridiculous i've seen and heard about
0: that sort of stuff but yeah. i've never
1: actually oh well there's a lot experienced of experienced it a lot of alleged family violence going on because the father and the son would be He's so angry. Yeah, <laughs> and they just hit each other. Jesus. All right, <laughs> it was great. But that was the thing. Like, it, again, like, you, it was accessible for adults too and they sort of enjoyed it as much as they probably were, like, go outside, like, at the moment it's a beautiful sunny day outside and, you know, you'd have... Instead, a, we're here talking about video games. Exactly, and and, and having, a, having a beer or something. You know, yeah, That's, that's how... How it
0: was, yeah. without the without beer, the where beer. Were we? <laughs> it
1: was sipping on cordial or whatever. Oh, so much, <laughs> so much junk food and lollies. Now,
0: now I'm going to take a little step back before we kind of talk about a few more of the, uh, the different games and experiences we had. I'm going to kind of go through a little bit of history stuff because the the Nintendo 64 was a big turning point for Nintendo. Obviously, it was the first big like 3D console, but in the lead up to the uh, the 64 and the PlayStation, that that was kind of that next generation that was coming through. Uh, Nintendo had actually made a partnership with PlayStation that was going to see them use discs... I uh, like what the PlayStation ultimately ended up doing. Um, and Sony had been out one day and they'd announced, Okay, we're par- partnering with Nintendo and this is how it's gonna be. And then the very next day, on a different stage, Nintendo uh, got up and said, We're partnering with this person to do cartridges for our system. Sony got super pissed at this whole idea and went wow. off and stuck with their plans in the end, created the PS1. Uh, went up head-to-head with the 64, which was only cartridges, and in the end, the numbers, the sales numbers were uh, massively different. So the very first PlayStation sold, like, 102 million systems worldwide, wow. versus the Nintendo 64, which was about 32 million. Wow, that's huge. And Super this is off the back of the, uh, the Super Nintendo, which had been, by far and away, the most successful console. It had incredible third-party support, lots of diverse games, and then all of that just moved over to PlayStation with the next generation certainly had a bit more money to throw around mm. because of all their consumer electronic stuff that they were doing. But um that little that was a big fork in the road that's kind of I sit there and I still wonder every now and then like what what would things look like now had Nintendo stuck with that deal, um, and perhaps gone into discs at that generation and who knows where we'd be. Playstation may not even be a thing if it weren't for Well for that moment. Yeah.
1: Um I remember like it again, another argument you know, the PlayStation sixty four, Which one is better? And I think the PlayStation Two would have come out in the same same time that the sixty four was around. Um, yeah, the, sure. the sixty four was kind of dying off at yeah. this point.
0: But yeah,
1: but um, yeah, definitely. I think what was great about the sixty four was that you had the cartridge. There was no the loading times and all that. And they were so better memory
0: card. Not so much of a factor.
1: Exactly, and um, and I just thought. On, on the whole, the graphics were probably just a little bit... I'm not sure in terms of time frames, you know, whether... No, 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 no you right. The, the 64
0: games did tend to look a little bit better. had a bit more grunt than the PlayStation. But the PlayStation had... Just in terms of your disc, yes, the load times were greater, but um, the amount of room that you had on the disc to do more was... You'd, like, you had games that were spanning three or four discs and would go for hundreds and hundreds of hours long. Yeah. Uh, that you just couldn't do on a 64. No. You, you could pat it out by just... <laughs> you know, chopping up the same uh, hedges in Zelda or whatever, but, like, it was just new content hedges. for hours and hours, yeah. so... Um, but it was, yeah, it was a big moment, and I mean, for the most part, PlayStation was my system of choice during that generation, but they didn't get Zelda, they didn't get Mario, <laughs> they don't have Mario, so I always still kept my 64 and loved it, even for things like Pokemon Stadium, where I would just pop in my Pokemon Red and keep playing. Um,
1: yeah, and that was also, that was sort of like... Um nintendo's second wind when you had the sort of the pokemon sort of partnership as well that came through you had these games that you could interchange with the game boy and things like that and just gave it that little wind at the end as well i guess before the popularity died out and then you had like things like the xbox and things coming in with the which
0: with the much you know you know internet connections are starting to emerge and all those sorts of different technology and also everyone's
1: little the controller bit, everyone's. From Mario
0: Party and all that, from winding it around and this stuff. This one's actually. That's still in good shape. When I got here, in somewhat good it? Like, It's a little bit a little bit loose. You tap it around, it floats around, but it, there's actually still some grip where it's. There are other controls that it just hangs limply on one side and it was useless to anyone. But there was a lot of this for Mario Party and that sort of stuff, and you'd end up, yeah, massive blisters in the middle of your palms.
1: I think Fudgy, um, for Footy, he. I um, had to wear a bandage because he, he He'd be playing was so the intense. Party. Well, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, well, right, 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 we won't go into that, time but time, but but, time. that, but yeah, that was the thing with those controllers. Like by the end, like, you couldn't buy and the that, controllers. That was a
0: strange design choice, really, that they work Like I don't think it was just considered that you could do that much damage to the controller or yourself. Yeah. Or, or maybe they just didn't count on people going being so desperate to win they'll just do anything to well yeah it was all technique though wasn't it yeah if you do this you're screwed like yeah no I... no the whole part and just <laughs> we'll, we'll stop that it's getting a little graphic um <laughs> there, but yeah like there's a lot of really interesting little peripherals for the system so yeah Pokemon Stadium brought the little um adapter that allowed you to plug your Game Boy games in and play it um the Nintendo 64 pioneered Rumble there was the Rumble pack that you plugged in the back that didn't work with every single game but um was a really cool addition that then featured in PlayStation Controls and now it's just a staple of
1: Did it feature in PlayStation Controls after the Rumble pack came?
0: Yeah, there was kind of two different versions of the PlayStation Control and it didn't initially have Rumble, but it did after Nintendo brought this along. Uh, And even, like, there's stuff now that goes on in the industry with expandable memory, you know, you've got... uh, It's kind of what happens mostly in PC, but these days it's starting to happen with the PS4 and Xbox One where there was expandable memory. So there was... You know, in the 64 though, they did, like, they've like done it 20 years ago, there was the control pack that allowed you to uh, save any larger files, just get saved onto this. There was the expansion pack that gave your console a little bit more grunt, which was required in some cases. Um, which, you know, you could argue also caused a little divide in the within the community, those who did and those who didn't. And prevent some people playing certain games because they didn't have the re- expansion pack in it. But, like this is all stuff that's going 20 years ago and now, only now is kind of becoming a, I wouldn't go as far as say common yet, but it's now being discussed that, oh, maybe we need to be able to take my hard drive out and put a new one, a bigger one in, or uh, add a few, you know, more giga RAM or whatever it is, mm. like Nintendo thought of this 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, well, they've always, you know, had great sort of forethought. Yeah. And and just the fact, you know, it's such a great 3D platform to play your games, so. Like, they also delved into, I guess, more the 2D, as you were saying, with the Paper Mario and stuff like that. Yeah, Paper Mario's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I've got in some rants in other podcasts about that, so I won't dive into it too long, but some of the clever design ideas that just the paper aesthetic created was was awesome. Um, Were there any other experiences that you kind of... Any games that you really dived into back um, through those sixty-four days?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to have a look at the ones that we've got yeah, here. So you got a little pile here. Um, oh, I guess uh, what have we got. So Super Mario, I guess you know that was the game that I started playing initially, and that was the well, that was a game changer. It was it was just a great game, and um, again, you I. I Number of times I went over to friends' places and get them to show me how to do that bloody clock level and stuff like that. Oh going yeah, yeah. At the right time and and again exploring in between levels and things. And yeah. uh, I think that was also present in Donkey. I didn't like Donkey Kong as much because I found that you're swapping in between levels and things all yeah, the time, was, I could never find a where I was Stupid
0: number of collectibles, like it was just, it was excessive.
1: But again, you know, some people really liked that, and I guess that was the thing with Zelda as well, you could go off and do those, oh let's yeah. go collect all these, these extra side things and, you know.
0: That, that was a big difference though, so don't get me wrong, like I really enjoyed Donkey Kong 64 at the time, but that was, I was a dumb kid, um, and I kind of, now I'm just a dumb adult. Um, but I've come to realise in the years since that there was a difference between the two, where that, in Zelda, like, you had your collectibles, and there was heaps of Banjo-Kazooie, there was collectibles, but they were all, like you said, side things, whereas Donkey Kong, you needed X number of this, it became a part of your critical path, that you Mm -hmm. had to do this in order to progress.
1: And it was frustrating. And there
0: were so many different collectibles to get, that it just, it got really frustrating for people, so.
1: That was the great thing, I guess, the the complexity of that game, you know, it, it just showed, you know, there was so much thought and so many ideas that went into making that as good a game that they could make. And I think they did that with a lot of their games. They yeah. they really made those initial games that first came out as good as they could make them at the time. They tried to be innovative and, uh, and chuck in these little extra things that people weren't expecting yeah. you to do. So... Um, yeah, I just love the console for that, um, just having a look.
0: There's some some, simple, some other little ideas, did you ever play Pokemon Snap? Yeah, you know, I did, yeah. Uh, now, like there's still, even, every now and then you'll see on the internet, a giant, oh hang on, there might be a sequel coming, I don't think it'll ever happen, Nintendo's... Seems to have given up on that, it was really clever kind of idea where you were just behind the lens of a camera, it was first person, you think, oh, well, you should be shooting things like Perfect Dark, and instead you're shooting through things through the lens of a camera. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really kind of clever. But with Pokemon Snap, like, now, yeah, how many Pokemon are there?
1: Like, 700? Seven,
0: yeah, something stupid like Trying to photograph all that. we have got a you know, new generation that's come out, like, it's yeah, it's getting out of hand. I don't know how they can make it work these days. But yeah, you know, again, maybe, that, maybe that's what Pokemon Go is. Right well, I guess, why well, they brought that out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Pokemon Snap, again, that was a, a very, uh... Again, came on the, onto the scene a little bit later, and it was such a simple sort of premise. It's a simple game, there's not a lot to it, but really just hitched on the back of Pokemon's popularity at yeah. that time. Um, there's
0: still plenty of stuff out there that still does that really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Stadium was a good one, like it, where you could get all your, yeah,
0: actually battle with your friends. Yeah, Pokemon, the battling so. was kind of cool. It, like, you could do it via your Game Boy games if you wanted, but uh, it was far cooler to transfer them all across to the console and then go head-to-head with, your other, uh, with a friend who's put all their stuff up as well. Yeah. You know, or, Sibling or whatever it happened to be,
1: and what was your sort of what, what were your sort of iconic games with?
0: Oh, for, for me, it's absolutely Zelda. Um, absolutely, it, yeah, you couldn't go past. But at the same time, like a large portion of these games are ones that I like. I trekked back over to my parents' place and grabbed them all out from the closet this morning. Um, and I grabbed most of them for a reason because they were all things that had meant quite a lot to me over the journey. But yeah, things like Banjo Kazooie and. It, um, it, like we spoke about the Mario parties Mario 64 uh one that oh, I guess is a little story behind uh Conker's bad fur day here which was um that was a big that was well promoted it was oh, well wow. promoted but it was wildly inappropriate and me as a I reckon of would have been 10 or 11 at the time mum had bought it not real like not realising too much at the time but then must have after the fact looked and saw the M rating on there yeah she's, she's yeah. tucked she's tucked it in her in her drawer um I went and grabbed this this morning and I knew it was in that drawer but I wasn't ever bold enough to go and pinch it and go and play it um and but somewhere over the years the cartridge disappeared so I never actually got to play it yeah the box the book everything's there I never actually got to play it there was a remake remastered version of it that came out on the Xbox after Rare was bought by Microsoft um but it wasn't quite the same like it was the same game but there was little changes and additions to it that I don't know maybe actually made a slightly lesser product than the original, um, but like you'd fight a giant turd.
1: <laughs> Why
0: not? That sings. That sings. Yeah, that sings. So um, and that, that's one that one of these days I will I will find a way to even if I have to eBay the cartridge itself just so that I can actually play it, so it can actually sit in my.
1: Well, that's one thing I'd like to know. Uh, I guess to ask you is how readily available are you to sort of get. I know that Nintendo's brought out the initial console and in the, you know, the initial 30-odd games or 60. Oh, yeah, for the,
0: yeah, the, the Nintendo Mini. Yeah, yeah the which Nintendo Mini. It caused havoc worldwide.
1: Well, yeah, and that I will maybe be stealing from you at some stage. Um, again, because, you know, I guess I have to get permission from my parents to buy that too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but with We are now Ninja- in our late 20s, by
0: the way. we, we not <laughs> tell me what to do, Mum.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mum. <laughs> if you're watching this. You can turn your computer on. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'll find this. And yeah. That's it. There goes the inheritance. Yeah. There goes Tottenham. There goes sunshine. Yeah, no, that's It's all, all gone. Yeah. Bye-bye. Um, but um, in terms of getting these games and playing... Uh, you know, I guess for other generations that do want to experience it, how easy is it to get sort of like a Nintendo 64 these days? Or is it all sort of second hand? Ah, oh, it's all second hand.
0: Yeah, they've certainly been out of print for at least 15 years, I'd imagine. But um, there's still like, yeah, you'd have to go to eBay and those sorts of things. But there's plenty of collectors out there who've looked after them. Like these boxes, even for example, the cartridges themselves are at home, but the the games themselves are in Fantastic Nick. We Oh, sorry, I can feel a sneeze coming on. But... um. Uh, like we took a lot of time and enough to look after and I'm sure there's plenty of others the sneezes disappeared apparently um,
1: <laughs> there, sneeze. there's
0: plenty of others <laughs> who uh, you know did the same thing so you can buy them out there on eBay or Amazon or whatever it is I know you can buy controllers cheap.
1: I know you can buy new controllers yeah. but um, I was just wondering more about the actual game the, uh, the actual the console yeah
0: but, yeah. I mean the console pro- itself is probably the cheapest I guess oh, the controls is probably the cheapest part it's the games that yeah. T- tend to go for a lot something like Zelda so I was ecstatic that I my oh you I've got sp- the gold box I've too I've spoken about it in um in various other podcasts over the journey uh, my grandma's a bit of a uh, was certainly a bit of a gamer as well she's she's still with us but she's dropped off interest these days Um, she had the 64 she had Ocarina of Time and all those sorts of things and she moved house just last year and she offloaded this I mean that's as good as mid condition as you can get yeah and um, in the shiny packaging as well. Like that, that, there would probably go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay. Oh, definitely. Um, but even the cartridge itself would probably still fetch a hundred or thereabouts. It's just these things have slowly disappeared. There's others, you know, people's like the condition of they're broken or whatever it happens to be. So it's just meant that the ones that remain are just slowly going up in value. Yeah, because people
1: do want to play it. Um, you know, whether Auto it's or to collect. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the seconds of the game?
0: Uh, How did you go yeah, with as that? As you said, it was, it was a lot more confusing. Um, it was a struggle, the constantly flicking back and forward through time, working out the schedules of, like, who's going to be where and when, and then coordinating all those things together, try to fit into three days, and if I failed, I'm winding back and having to go through the same loop again. That oh, was good. Um, but little, yeah, probably 12-year-old Paul was... it was the first game where I had to turn to the internet to get help Okay. Uh, and even then I didn't have a great internet connection back then dial up like we were talking about
1: so I'd
0: wait half an hour for the page to load and then once I did man I was putting in an 8 hour session just to make it all worth it Um, but yeah it it did mess with the head but I I got there I did get it done in the end
1: because you, 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 tend, you also did Fox and, and all that. Yeah, Star Fox, there, so. yeah,
0: that's sitting somewhere in the pile there. Like that was, as it was known out in Powell regions. Uh, yeah, that was great. Jay, you, you'll, he'll rant about that in a bunch of different podcasts that we've done over the journey and will continue to do so, I'm sure. But the the branching paths that you could take depending on how you chose to finish a mission, you might go off in a totally different path towards the end. Eventually still getting to the end, but that, like, that was a really cool premise, one that they've probably not revisited since
1: no oh well I guess like uh what, what was the so I'm really showing how bad I am with my games but there was a recent game that came out now that you can just explore everywhere
0: and stuff no man's sky yeah yeah And the less we say about that game the better in the end it was a real flop <laughs> oh really yeah um, everyone was so happy uh, it was yeah everyone was raving about it it was going to be the next big thing and then it was a super repetitive dull mess yeah,
1: see, this is where the simplicity of the 64. Yeah. I'll yeah. go home and go here.
0: <laughs> Forget my millions of plants that all look the same. I'll settle for about eight, and they'll all be individual, uh, different we're, and great. We're not
1: all zoologists no. or
0: botanists. No. I'm meeting cats tonight. Yeah, we, we, I'll see we, cats tonight.
1: He'll, he'll be, I'll we, we tell you about that.
0: We know some zoologists and,
1: yeah. Less said about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but not at all. They're, they'd be really into that. Yeah. So be going in looking at the species and the genotyping and
0: collecting them and it was a fair bit to it but yeah it was all pretty repetitive and it shows that yeah the simplicity of something like this worked
1: yeah um what else was i'm just trying to think of any other games that i sent to you i
0: yeah
1: nothing of really real note i I think think most of them
0: certainly if we've not spoken about them directly, I'd imagine they're pretty much all. there. You did m- mention, was it Mission Impossible or something like that? Was yeah,
1: okay. so um, That's one that I didn't actually ever play. Yeah, Mission Impossible was a game that I stole from my nephew um, and, um, I Childhood won- theft Childhood theft, yeah You've got to, you know, he was no, roughly okay. the same age oh, wasn't It wasn't like stealing candy from a baby Like, he was He, he, he had upper limb strength Fight oh, back is, if you right. needed. That's right. <laughs> he just didn't have any love. <laughs> so I could run away. Um, but I, th- I wanted to bring that one up because I thought that was a really interesting game. Um, I'm, again, I'm not sure when that came out in the whole sort yeah,
0: not, of sequence. Not that, that is what I missed.
1: But it was a, a game where you'd have to do all these little, you know, click all these little buttons or go into these little areas, and again, had to do your timing and also had the very. Um, you know, the the iconic scene where he comes down yeah. and you have to sway and everything and just you it was one of those games where you used the entire controller. And I think that that's what I found with the as as the games progressed with the sixty four was that you actually learnt to use the full controller and they they really diversified, you know, how, how you'd play the that actual game. Full
0: strangely shaped controller. Yeah,
1: which it just sits nicely, doesn't it? Like, just there. It just falls into the groove nicely. But then, the but then weird thing
0: about it, there was heaps of different people who have different opinions on how you should hold it. So mine was the same as yours, where I hold it in the middle and the and the right side there. Yeah. There's plenty of other people who would hold like, like both that. outside pieces. Or, and then go like that. And I initially started holding both, like, with my much smaller little childhood hands. I initially held it like that. I don't know how I ever expected to use this. But no. When I first started, like, I was holding it down the middle. Um but clearly this was the right way to do it's it. It's a sturdy it's controller too,
1: though. Yeah. Could, very hard to break. Yeah,
0: it's not like the uh, modern-day Wii U controller, which looks like it was made by Mattel, and it snap in half, toss it across the room, and it's in all sorts. Well, even then, like that, that's the nothing good thing. Nothing against I guess Mattel, it, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get the plugs in.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I said nothing against
1: them. My <laughs> <but laughs> bad. Again, having <laughs> the controllers connected to the console meant yeah. that actually throwing it across the room probably, you know, saved some damages as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, there's been a few controls that have been launched in the years since they've gone wireless and the controls have never been the same
1: no and and some of the I guess housing structures haven't been the same yeah. since
0: and we've only got to look at some of the videos on the internet from people with Wii controllers over <sighs> the journey that launch a Wii remote through a screen or whatever, I just want to be there one day for that to happen some, where someone does where it's it. not your responsibility yeah no you can just laugh at them and get away with
1: it yeah um. Um, so yeah Mission Impossible that, that was a great game like it was one of those games that was it pretty much retelling the, the movies? Yeah, and it was pretty much retelling the movie, but also um, you. It, but the first couple levels, once you got the hang of it, it made it really, um, really exciting to play. Yeah. The first, that was the, only, that was the one game that was quite awkward to start off with. The first two levels took a while to get onto it, and then once you got into the groove of it, it was great. Told you the story. I don't think I ever got to the end got very close yeah but again you know you've got other priorities <sighs> before I finish. I don't think I've finished many 64 games pretty terrible did, like that what did you so you, you finished Ocarina I, I, time. I got to the end of Ocarina I didn't do all the Mario extra 64 stuff. did you get yeah 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 got, got, through got that. there and took, uh,
0: Mario that was, Kart I guess
1: did oh, you yeah. get past the original 4 <laughs> yeah well when someone told me the were, there were other race tracks oh, great alright sweet we got there no I got there we got the reverse tracks and yeah. everything like that
0: um and clock them. 200cc um, and all that sort of stuff. I can't remember yeah. if that one had 200cc. No, 500cc, wasn't it? What? You had
1: 150, 250. Yeah. No,
0: 50, 100, oh, 100. I feel
1: like 200 was... Yeah, probably the max. I,
0: well, I know they've had 200 other ones, but I don't recall if it was 200 for 64. I don't yeah. know. Oh, we're Correct not. down there. Yeah. You know the
1: deal. <laughs> and, um, oh, um, Goldeneye. I never finished Goldeneye. Oh, really? Nah. Nah. Nah.
0: But you would have spent hundreds of hours in multiplayer.
1: Hundreds of hours Over multiplayer, and, and I'd get. And this is for all. For any Get This fans out there. I'm now chucking them. plug Jeez. for Get This, a radio show that ran from 2006 to 2007, which was axed by a certain radio network because it was <laughs> too popular. <laughs> yes, I've chucked it in. I hope this makes it. But um, t- the great Tony Martin would go around smashing beakers and blowing up everything on the level and that was the great thing about it, it was like yeah now i've killed all the enemies and then you just have to run out the door no i'm gonna go back and blow yeah, up that computer screen yeah. and all that and
0: again yeah well, i've gone like that one level where you drop in through the chute into the toilet oh yeah and <laughs> just come out and i just start shooting people there's one guy sitting in the cubicle and you don't have to you could leave him be no you could leave him no you've got to left hunched over the with his business sitting in the
1: toilet well, it's not the ideal way to get it. It's how, how Elvis went, though. Well, not shot, but you know. Apparently. Hunched over a toilet? Hunched over a toilet. Oh. oh I
0: was, yeah, I wasn't oh, Are you doing statistics. something? There, there go. you go. Yeah. Giving you a bit of history of Nintendo and PlayStation, history of Elvis. History of Elvis, history of. um...
1: Not much else, I think. Uh, there was very little. Get this?
0: Get the show that was simply too popular. Too popular? It was. You go. You go look through the stats, Paul. I'll have to go dig it out. Um, and like, there's a few other little out track ones we've not spoken about. Yeah, like, like Yoshi Story, um, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer, which was a nice little. Mar- well, I well, wouldn't we go as far as say Mario Kart, but it was you know, a nice high speed race that was a bit of fun, um, with a little bit of depth to it as well. Um, but other than that, I think we've covered off on most things. Doom sixty four was one that I spent a bit of time to uh, time with as well as Turok. Turok. The, the I saw that last night. the cool. BFG in Doom and the uh, cerebral bore in Turok. just yeah, stupidly overpowered weapons that just. Well, that's the thing. It just escalates, doesn't yeah. it? At the start, it's just a little gun, and then it's always I'm one upmanship. You just right to the very end until you got this ultimate weapon that just.
1: So many lizard. That's one thing. There lots of. Uh, they're thinking that all the extraterrestrials are lizard like. Yeah. Show, sure, sign of the times. Sign of the times, but yeah, it's a bit, of, very violent. Yeah,
0: and this <laughs> is the really sort of stuff odd. we were talking about before with GoldenEye and whatnot that Nintendo was a bit wary about at first. And now they've kind of embraced it. The only problem is no one makes games for their system anymore. But, but uh, gee, yeah, the. This was uh, the first console that was really, for the most part, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, it was a Nintendo box. Like, it was just, you're buying this thing for Nintendo games and that was mostly because of that deal with playstation and nintendo that fell through like it was a lot cheaper to make a game on a disc put it out on a disc for a few cents versus probably only a few dollars for a for a cartridge but that all adds up over the millions and millions of uh uh, games that you're hopefully shifting Mm. and they did yeah Yeah. as you although that you're talking about a lot of
1: um nintendo games it, it it I guess at the end there with the Pokemons and your Star Wars and Mission Impossibles you sort of saw that trend where you're getting games that were based on movies or shows or yeah. or other games introduced and uh, that sort of continued on through your Xboxes and all of that and that's become quite a popular thing too so yeah it was a very good system for that so I started to bring those things in together and then unfortunately people got faster internet and people have moved on since then halo
0: competitive shooting and all oh, that sort of stuff halo wow what maybe a i'll have to get you back for a dedicated xbox one at some point oh i, I only <laughs> played halo yeah that's, why that's I the only game special comments special com-
1: yeah i'll come in for two minutes when we speak about halo and then i'll just leave <laughs> so so you wait,
0: hand out the door well i don't know any other xbox <laughs> games
1: Really, I don't.
0: Yeah, this this was well and truly mixed area of expertise, um, so we made sure to get him in for that.
1: Yeah, still still very uh, had a pretty handy record on, on Super Smash. That was about yeah. well, it. That's think, right.
0: No, I think anyone's but, impressed but, when they see a good Smash player.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I ever played you though. You you were a bit more. I think that you were probably the level above me. <laughs> much above me you and you and uh, another friend of mine uh, Daniel Appap very experienced Nintendo players with a wide selection of games and I never, yeah, no, I never played hands. you I never
0: played Appap either
1: no I think we'll keep it that way because then I have my dignity
0: intact <laughs> well we'd all be rusty these days so I reckon it'd be we should buy new somewhat level playing field uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's I reckon that's about it really I think yeah um So, thank you again for watching. Please let us know in the comments if there's any 64 games that really meant a lot to you that we didn't discuss. Um, I feel like we probably covered a lot of the really big, prominent ones, but there'll be a few out there that I'm sure mean different things, to different people for different reasons. So let us know about some of those in the comments. Otherwise though, please make sure to visit player2.net today. You see all the awesome written content that goes up on a daily basis from some of the best talent in Australia. And me. uh include yourself in the best talent man best nah. young
1: talent yeah all right uh, ma- maybe
0: s- i'll feature on a you know long-running tv series with tony martin you could <laughs> <laughs>
1: well you know their tv sh- series only lasted se- seven episodes yeah. you could probably beat that
0: but i'm sure that he'd, he'd welcome you yeah or we can restart amazing and play paper mario you know the fly swatting thing oh. they used to have. Amazing, um, yeah. Oh. There's a deep cut. We really dug back <laughs> into our childhood.
1: Did you ever draw like a big um, keyboard oh. on, your, <laughs> on, on the ground at it's home where, this was going. where you pressed on the buttons as if it were amazing? No, just me and yeah. my neighbour. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. Continuing <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, but like I said, make sure to visit Player Two uh, on it. Do hit the sign up? Player Two AU on Twitter. Myself, Paul James P Two Mick on my Twitter if you want if, if message you message me on my Facebook why not I've, if you want to chat to about
1: your experiences on Nintendo, Nintendo life experiences
0: how to be a doctor
1: no it's definitely not that uh, um, <laughs> life experiences random stories about what happened to deep you in Croatia welding. deep sea welding <laughs>
0: and if you've got any
1: lumberjack uh, gigs. lumberjack gigs in 2018-19 yeah. <laughs> yeah and flat I've already yeah. started I'm ready for the the gig. I just need the gloves. (laughs) So until next week, thank you again for watching, and we'll see you later. Thank you.